The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Odell Beckham at New England. Tyreek Hill with Matt Moore, maybe. Kobe Brissett against Denver. We got some tough calls this week, and we're going to debate them. On today's show, welcome to Fantasy Football Today. It is Thursday. It's almost Halloween, Heath. One week. Start the countdown. Why would I have a countdown to the worst holiday? Well, wait a minute. Aren't you dressing up for Halloween? Aren't you? I'm sure I will. Getting up I and will. I probably, I mean, if, I, if my wife tells me to, but <laughs> like not intentionally. And I, it's not the like me dressing up parts of the word. I'm almost through with Halloween. Which is exciting because uh-huh. I've got one child left. That's dressed up <laughs> Are you He's gonna... old enough now to just go around the neighborhood with his friends, so I don't have to walk around? Yeah, it's getting sure. less terrible. But for the most part, it's by it's by far the worst holiday. Five or six years from is now, a holiday. You call it a holiday? Yeah, it's a holiday. I think it's called a holiday. Yeah. Why is it a holiday? Do we get off work? <laughs> no, there's lots of holidays. Not a holiday. There's lots of holidays we don't get. Do you not observe Valentine's Day? Uh, I don't know what that is. He in <laughs> five or holiday. six years. I think it's a in five or six years, are you going to be the house that doesn't give out kid, candy to kids? I don't give out candy now. Wow. Does your house ever get egged? No. I don't think that happens anymore. Really? It should. No. It People... should make an exception. Make an exception. I, I'm, I might have been that guy back <laughs> in the day. All right. He, the Grinch who stole Halloween is here with Jamie Eisenberg and Dave Richard. I did a Twitter poll last night. I know it depends on your roster, but in general, how are you feeling about Odell Beckham Jr. at New England this week? And we're up to nearly 3,200 votes, and the the options are start or sit. And 65% of the participants said to sit Odell Beckham against the Patriots. Do you guys agree? Is Odell Beckham a sit? Yes. I don't... like. I don't think I have Odell Beckham on any teams, but I probably would not have enough other wide receivers to start over. That's how I feel. I'd about probably start. It. And, and I have him in two leagues. And I'm sitting him both. Who are you sitting him for? I am sitting him uh, for. It's a great question. I'll look. Okay. You talk. I'll like I, I've wrestled with it. <laughs> like I have him ranked as a number two receiver, and there are definitely some names that I, I, I see that I go. You know what? Cortland Marvin Sutton. Jones is one that I know for sure. I, w- wow. I would start Marvin Jones over him. Okay. Cortland Sutton, I think, is almost an easy one to start over sure. Odell Beckham yes. at this point. And uh, Kenny Galladay, another one. One that I did in non-PPR is Kenny Stills. Made a, made that move yeah, already. I would, I would not do that. Uh, no, I, I, I would. love Kenny Stills this week. I would. Uh, I'm starting Marvin Jones, Chris Godwin over him, and I'm starting Eckler over him in the flex. And... Jones is the one that I'd be... I, th- I think he's safe. Do you I feel better about Stills Sutton. than Marvin Jones? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? Kenny yeah. Stills has an amazing situation he this He only week. had five... Even last week, he only had five targets with Fuller not playing. I know. He's, like, I don't... I think that they throw plenty against Oakland. I think that defense is bad. They just... They're starting Trayvon Mullen. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be a great game for Stills. Yeah, I like Jones better than Stills, but I like Stills better than Beckham. 
Yeah, all right. Well, listen, the Patriots, there have been 12 wide receivers with seven or more targets against the Patriots. Eight of those 12 had 51 or fewer yards and no touchdowns. So that's terrible. Golden Tate's the only wide receiver to catch a touchdown. But they've really only faced one receiver who's even close to the caliber of Odell Beckham, and that was Juju Smith-Schuster back in week one. He had six catches for 78 yards. You take the over or the under on those uh, stats, six for 78 for Beckham? Under. That sounds about right. I've got him for five for 69, so just under, yeah. Okay. I think he can get to 70 yards. Well, uh, just a few things to throw out real quick. We got a lot to get to today. We got some great rankings disputes. It's basically Heath versus the world, uh, which which is fun, <laughs> which is ha- Halloween, incidentally, is also Heath versus the world. Uh, but we have a survey that we'd love for you to fill out. You know, just please, constructive feedback, anything you can say to help us with the show, things you like, things you don't like. You can tell us which segments Get rid of the host. More. Yeah, you could say that. I hope you don't, but you can. Uh, CBSSports.com slash survey. CBSSports.com slash survey. Please give it a look when you have a chance. Tomorrow, uh, well, no, tomorrow's Friday. Saturday, we'll have our mailbag. We'll record it on Friday, so you can get your questions in either via email, fantasyfootballatcbsi.com, or on Apple Podcasts if you leave a review, and we'll read those questions. And we got our our Facebook giveaway. And by the way, we have Facebook Q&As. Our producer, Ben Schrager, does some Q&As in there. Um, our, our listeners within the Facebook group will help you out with your questions, but also I do a Q&A at 1 p.m. Eastern right around there on Friday afternoons. Uh, go to the Fantasy Football Today Facebook group and this week's giveaway, what is your bad beat? You want to win a t-shirt? Tell us your bad beat this year. And uh, I don't know if it specifically has to be this year. That You'll find out in the wording of the question. But yeah, that's in the Facebook group. All right, so I don't... I gotta tell you, I listened to yesterday's show and, you know, if I were filling out a survey... No, no, actually, don't put this in the survey, please. Uh, I was awful yesterday. I was just... I did a terrible job. So we we went over that mock draft, and I just blew it. So I don't really think we did enough buy low, sell high. So I just want from you guys just some names for the next couple of minutes that you're looking at acquiring or giving away in trade. Give me something good here. Who should the listeners be looking at on the trade market? Sell high on Nick Chubb. How high? Like, wow. what, what would you want to get for Chubb? Where would you value him rest of the season? Because I think he went eighth overall in the draft we did Monday. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in that in that range, and I think that's the type of player you're looking for in return. Um, he still should be very good, but there's just the wild card of you know what happens when Kareem Hunt comes back. So if you can get you know a a frustrated Leonard Fournette owner in a non PPR league because of the lack of touchdowns or um, I'm trying to think of somebody else in that. Would you trade him for Le'Veon Bell? Yes. In PPR, absolutely. What about non-PPR? No. Would you trade him for straight up. David Johnson and a little something-something? I'd probably trade him for David Johnson straight up if I knew David Johnson's healthy. Right. We don't know that, though. Right. That's the problem. I, 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 I think anybody that heavily overvalues Kareem Hunt and is going to give away, which isn't what you're saying, Jamie, but gives away Nick Chubb because they're worried about Kareem Hunt coming back, should be taken advantage of. Because I think oh, no, no, you I, don't, I think you don't give him away. You don't no, give no, away, no. But, but I think Nick I'll Chubb's tell you like one, be good. one league where I'm trying to sell Nick Chubb. I'm trying to sell Chubb and Hunter Henry for a Zeke, for a guy that needs a tight end. Okay. Anyone else? So Nick Chubb, sell big, big, big on Chubb. Anything else here? I'd sell DJ Chark. Somebody's buying. I tried to get. I tried to get Chark uh, in a big trade in our 14-team Kings Classic extravaganza uh the offer was chris carson and Devonte adams 
for, that's what I offered them to get back Chark, Cooper Cup, and Kenny Galladay. And uh, I was asking for way too much, apparently. I got rejected pretty quickly. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> okay, Heath, you said that Allen Robinson was one of the best values that you saw in the draft that we did yesterday or that we reviewed yes, yesterday. Yes, but it's not a buy low because he's been playing very well. I just, he went in the fourth round. I think he was like maybe the 18th or 19th wide receiver off the board. And he's been a top 10 wide receiver in PPR so far this season. And he's been very consistent in the number of targets he's got and in his production. I think the, I think the buy lows I gave yesterday were Philip Lindsay and Tyler Boyd. What about Kelsey? Could he be an excellent buy low, especially now that we're seeing Patrick Mahomes starting to well, practice? I was going to say, I think you missed the window with him practicing yesterday. Like yeah. If he, if he wasn't practiced, then I, I would have said all the Chiefs are buy low candidates, including Mahomes. But the fact that he may be back next week, you know, that's uh, or, or, you know, within three weeks, um, it, it sort of crushes the the cheapness of it. You know, you could still get him cheaper than clearly he's he's at or any of those guys cheaper than what they're at. But. You know, at this point, if your team's in a great situation, you're holding on to those guys with the hope that Superman is back sooner than later. Yeah. What about here's another buy low, Devonte Adams? Uh, any of the injured guys. You know, AJ Green's a buy low. You know, I, I would even say Joe Mixon's a buy low because you can get him so cheap and just see what happens. You know, I mean, it, it's clearly been a disaster of a season for him. But if AJ Green comes back and helps that offense, and Cordy Glenn, you know, can get the situation straightened out and make that offensive line just a semblance of respectable, you know, then nothing because you know people are considering dropping Joe Mixon you know just offer your worst receiver or you know some package of something that somebody can use right now and I'll give you one more I'll give you one more sell high Adam okay the Patriots DST ah yes if someone sees well wait a minute the Patriots DST they're they're like top five among PPR wide receivers they would be the top PPR tight end have you, Top 10 PPR have you running backs. Seen any of your leagues though where they've been traded? Because I, I haven't. No. In I, mine, no, but I get questions. Oh, all the I'm, time I'm not saying about, that's I'm just saying, like, I, I know. I, I never, I don't think I've ever seen a DST. If I can trade. turn my DST into a, a good starter, not even a great start, just a good starter, yes, absolutely. You can stream DSTs, and the Patriots' schedule is going to get tougher. All right, cool. Thank you. And uh, we uh, we got a lot it of It won't dudes. get tougher. So somebody that they're playing against will get hurt, and then you know, something else <laughs> right. happens. Somebody trips out of the shower. Just the way it goes. A lot of news, including a Patriots note. It's Team Name Tuesday on a Thursday. I've been basically neglecting Team Name Tuesday. I owe all of you a big run of Team Name Tuesday next Tuesday, or maybe probably like next Wednesday. We'll do it on a Wednesday. But Pat from Ohio, Sanu England Patriots. Sanu England Patriots. Very good, Pat from Ohio. Okay, that brings us to the big news. Josh Gordon on IR with a knee injury, but he could be released. Very strange. So first of all, still got to get Philip Dorsett, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. I, he hasn't had like he hasn't had very big target volume at all this year. He's been very efficient. He's caught almost everything that's been thrown to him and scored a bunch of touchdowns. But he's that's not going to continue. Well, I mean, well, go throughout the course of his career, he's basically been a five target guy, and five is kind of all he's needed to be. That's, he's not going to be a, a, a superstar. If he's a five-target guy, he's going to average three and a half catches per week. Yeah, he's not going to be a superstar. So that's 45 like, yards a game. You'd still take him as a as a bench receiver with the matchups being right that to play him. I, I don't know I, why anybody wouldn't. I can't rule out the targets going up for him with Josh Gordon definitely not coming back but now. Muhammad he's going to be that number one. Be there. Is Muhammad Sanu going to completely take Josh Gordon's spot and target share? I don't. No, but don't but it, it's, it's not a chance for... Dorsett's targets to pop. I mean, you're just talking about it. I just look at him as uh, a chance to be a number three receiver fairly consistently. But when the matchups are well in his favor, like I thought they were last week, you know, you'll get that type of game. 
you know, he's not going to be, you know, what'd you get for Beckham on a bad day? Five for 70. Six. Yeah. 69. Yeah. yeah. He, he's not going to be that consistently when things are bad, when things are bad, he's going to be, you know, one for 20. But I mean, you know, you'd play him against Philly, <laughs> you know, you'd play him maybe against Baltimore. You'd uh, play him in almost all these matchups. Well, I just, they, I don't, the, he's the got, Patriots he, are going to have to throw in a lot of these matchups, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to all of a sudden get seven, eight, 10 targets. I mean, he's going to kind of be what he is four to six targets on a consistent basis with Sanu there. But I think what he does with those four targets is, you know, that's kind of where you stack them up to some other receivers, you know, like at this point, I'm just thinking of ownership percentage. I'd much rather have Philip Dorsett than Auden Tate. Yep. You know, those type of players, you know, even though Tate's targets have been better, they're crappy targets from a bad And AJ Green, theoretically, is coming. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but there, there's, I was just, because I know what his uh, ownership percentage was off the top of my head. Can I know? just so, jump right, in here real quick? Those type Phil, of players. Philip Dorsett had seven targets in week three and nine targets in week four. He's played four games without Antonio Brown, not including the Washington game when he got hurt. Dorsett's had four, seven, nine, and four targets in those four games. So, you know, maybe there's potential for more than just four to five targets. He's only 51% owned. Josh Gordon. He should, it, ab- should, he you- should absolutely be owned. Whether you start him or not. Uh, that's the point I wanted to yes, make. And here you. are some names of receivers that have a higher ownership percentage. Jamison Crowder. Who would you rather have? Crowder. PPR, rather have Crowder. Crowder and PPR. I'll take Dorsett. Auden Tate. We agree on Auden Tate. I don't necessarily agree, but okay. What about Curtis Samuel? Who's at 70 Samuel by a country mile. What about kind of the same type of player? But sure. I'll take the one on the Patriots. Deshaun Jackson, 73%. Sterling yeah. Shepard, 74%. Much rather have Dorsett than those two. Yeah. Make okay. those switches. Uh, okay. So good stuff. Patrick Mahomes practice. Maybe back next week. Probably not this week. Matt Ryan could play. Do you think Matt Ryan will play? Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, I'd, I'd love to see it. Would you start Kirk Cousins or hold out for, for... Let's say you own Matt Schaub. Would you start Cousins or would you start Ryan or Schaub? Cousins, like, because he's in a good spot. Cousins, for yeah, sure. You, you yep. We don't have Ryan ranked yet. So we do right? not. No. Sam Darnold has a toe injury, but he should play. Uh, Drew, he had a ghost stepped on his toe. Drew Brees... Would you... Would you Hold on. Don't step on my joke. Does he have a <laughs> boo-boo? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween, Heath. Uh, it, Drew, it hasn't even. Drew it's, it's not even the week of Halloween. It, it, it's, we're, Halloween a week, it, it, we're a week away. Uh, well. You've been wearing a costume for uh, <laughs> four days past. You're supposed to shave it. Uh, okay, so Drew Brees could be a game time decision. They have a 1 p.m. Eastern game. Luckily, don't play him. The, you're talking. Who, to, you're talking to the Saints, not fantasy. The Saints. I mean, he said yesterday the plan is he's playing. Yeah. Oh, he's he's he's. You know, it, it's it's a three pronged thing. It's medical, it's team, and it's player. Medical and player are signed off. Now it comes down to what Sean Payton's going to do. David He's Johnson gonna play. He's gonna play, I think. Yeah. practice. Uh, and Arizona signed Zach Zenner. And Alvin Kamara missed practice. So right now we're still thinking it's Latavius Murray versus Chase Edmonds. Josh Jacobs you know, missed practice. Ar- you know Arizona injury. signed Alfred Morris too, right? Yeah, I brought that up yesterday. So. Okay, okay. Well, all right. So now they've got tons of running backs that can do one thing. Well, does that take away from Chase Edmonds, or you still think he's the feature guy? If uh, it makes Johnson's me worried out? about David Johnson playing anytime soon. Well, what about my question though? <laughs> no, doesn't. No. Okay. Uh, do you are you worried about Josh Jacobs playing this week at Houston? A little, a little bit. Yeah, we got to keep an eye on that. DeAndre Washington or Jalen Richard? Who would you add? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Washington. I think for it's some Washington reason. too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Adrian Peterson is questionable, but he's expected to play tonight. Tyrell Williams practiced. Would you start him? Would you start Tyrell Williams or Terry McLovin? McLaurin. Who? Terry McLaurin. Jim. F1. Uh, McLaurin. 
Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams could be a game-time decision, and Adam Thielen is out. And it's time now. It is game time. It is Tully time. Player of the week presented by Tullamore Dave, Jamie, and Heath are going to select a player that could surprise you in week eight. Who wants to go first in Tully time? I'll go first. All right, Dave. Let's go with BC Johnson in Thursday's game against Washington. With Adam Thielen out last week, he played a ton, got three end zone targets, looked pretty good. And Washington's defense stinks, and I think he's got a chance to potentially score again. Low-end flex type if you're desperate at wide receiver. BC Johnson. Okay, Jamie. I'm going to go Dave Montgomery. Uh, I think this is the squeaky wheel game coming for uh, him after what Matt Nagy said about himself, calling himself an idiot uh, for not running the ball. So I think it's going to be force the ball into their running back hands against a bad run defense for the Chargers. So. I would give him one more opportunity to uh, prove everybody wrong because he's been terrible. Stat of the game for that game, since I won't be on for that game. David Montgomery's averaged 11.5 PPR points in Bears wins, only 6.7 in Bears losses. And I saw an interesting stat that uh, his yards per carry, I think, is like 3.3. Yeah, it's right around there. Every time he's had a second carry in back-to-back consecutive carries, his second carry goes for 4.7 yards. So when they feed him, when they feed him, he does well. So I think this is actually going to be a breakout game for him. I'm not surprised this is going to be his best game of the season. All right. BC Johnson for Dave, David Montgomery for Jamie and Heath. Gardner Minshew. It's the double their due game. Gardner Minshew's due for a better performance after over 300 yards last week, five trips to the red zone. So somehow only got into the end zone once. And the Jets are due to give up a bunch of fantasy points to a quarterback because they're just simply not that good, and they've been fortunate so far. Teams have scored a bunch running. Uh, Minshew's going to get a couple touchdowns. He's going over 300 total yards once again. He's going to be a top-five quarterback. Yeah, the Jets' pass wow. defense is actually pretty interesting, though. He Okay, good, because that's part of our 60-second uh, rankings disputes. The Jets, by, in terms of yards per game, yards per attempt, and fantasy points allowed, the Jets' pass defense is top 10 so far. They've faced Tom Brady twice, Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz. It's not like they've just faced bad quarterbacks. And Brady's the only one with multiple passing touchdowns. But as Heath mentioned, Jets are giving up. Jets lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns allowed per game. So, you know, it, it could just be luck. On the other hand, they, 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 their defense really not that bad. They should get a little bit of credit. Uh, tell me if this matters to you. Schedule alert, four of Tampa Bay's next five matchups are against teams that rank in the bottom 10 in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. They have great tight end matchups. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? What a shame. Um, All right, fine. Here, tell me if these matter. Derek Carr leads the NFL in completion percentage. No, doesn't matter. He was close last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Jimmy Graham has the second most red zone targets and the fifth most green zone targets. What's the green zone? Inside the 10-yard line. Come on. Oh, we'll just say that. I thought no. it was that booth that you go into where money's flying around. And you uh, have that'd to be grab nice. as much money yeah. as possible. <laughs> yeah, he's in yeah. there. Inside. Well, he wouldn't grab many dollar line. bills in there because he doesn't have good hands. Six syllables versus green zone, which is four, uh, two syllables. So I'm I'll glad t- you wrote that out, though. That's, that's important. <laughs> inside the 10-yard line. In I'm going to make a haiku uh, out of it. And <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you make it uh, I will never say green zone again. Is that a haiku? I think I think you're you're uh, you're getting him out of saying magenta zone. I'm getting him out of saying steps. everything. I'm just going to keep stalling every time he says it. Packers, and then Jimmy he'll send, Graham. He'll send me an email. Say stop, stop, stop. You're ruining the show. Stop. And then you know what I'm going to say? I don't care. He's putting you in the stop zone. <laughs> the stop sign. 
<laughs> Look at his face. He's getting Adam, sad. are you still? Did you freeze? <laughs> no, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a Jimmy Graham haiku. Are you going to tell us to hurry up later? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Packers Jimmy Graham. He's inside the ten yard line. No, dude, it's the green zone. All right, anyway, he gets a lot of end zone, green zone, red zone targets. James White leads the NFL in red zone targets, and Nick Chubb averages 19 carries per game. The Patriots see 18 carries per game on defense. So that's pretty fun. And let's get into our rankings disputes. Heath versus the world. All right, let's start with T.Y. Hilton. Top six for Dave and Jamie in non-PPR. Eighth uh, for Dave in PPR. So top eight in PPR. Heath has T.Y. Hilton 24th in non-PPR and 15th in PPR. Uh, You know, Dave, why don't you get the first word on T.Y. Hilton? You've got him as a top eight wide receiver at Denver. I'm, I am loving, absolutely loving the way that this Colts offense is running. I think that they're playing great. I think that Frank Reich is doing a great job of hey, just, them just up. so you know, these are and 60 I think that second rankings disputes. Just want to throw that out there. Indianapolis is a fine city. They, uh, <laughs> they have corn in the suburbs. So I, Dave's time's up and now I'm going to win me. the debate because he didn't, you already used your time. I talked about the suburbs. Go, 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 uh, go. I'm just a little bit concerned. Can't wait for the survey after this. T.Y. <laughs> Hilton's yards per catch is not the same type of receiver that he was in the past five or six years. He's okay. down around 10 yards per catch. He's catching maybe six passes per game. That's 60 yards a game, 50, 51 yards game. a game, 51 per 51 game. 51 per game. Mm-hmm. He's just had to score touchdowns, and he's probably going to see a lot of Chris Harris in this game. It's not a great matchup. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's a sure start by any stretch. I, I, I think... Chris Harris is playing well. I don't think he's necessarily the same shutdown corner that he's been. And T.Y. Hilton is playing out of his mind and he's getting end zone targets. I'm I'm not getting away from T.Y. Hilton. Well, I don't think 51 yards per game is out of your mind. Like, it's, it's Philip Dorsett. Mm. Okay. okay, fine. But I the numbers for fantasy have been good. I can't turn my head away from T.Y. All right. T- uh, Tyreek Hill. We'll do Jamie versus Heath here. Jamie and Dave have Tyreek Hill top 10, top 5, and depending on the format. And Heath has Tyreek Hill kind of where he has T.Y. Hilton, 20 to 24. Uh, so, yeah, so Tyreek Hill with, with Matt Moore against Green Bay, which, by the way, allows the most pass plays of 40-plus yards in the NFL. That's kind of interesting. Jamie, go, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, it's his big playability. You know, we saw it on Chris Harris in the game from Matt Moore. You know, so I, I, I just, I, I don't think he is somebody that anybody is benching no matter who the quarterback is at this point this is a uh, an Andy Reid thing this is a Tyree kill you know I, I liked when Mahomes after Mahomes left the game he was basically begging for the ball and I think you're going to see the, the Chiefs be creative in how they put the ball in his hands and I think we've seen we've seen from this Packers defense Adam you illustrated it enough busts that all it takes is one play from him so he's not going to be a, uh, a a target hog like you know we hope for him to be on a consistent basis um but you know, I I just think he's got two touchdown potential every time he steps on the field. I, I could be dead wrong on this one. I'm just scared of Matt Moore. He, he, that one play to Tyreek Hill over Chris Harris was great. He averaged three yards per attempt on the rest of his pass attempts. It was absolutely True. awful. Yeah, but that's it's that's you know coming in in a in a you know holy bleep situation. You know, to having a week full of prep, I, I think he'll be fine. You know, and we saw that from him and when he came in 2016 and the big plays that he hit with Kenny Stills. Okay. Uh, next up, Jameis Winston at Tennessee. We'll do Jamie versus Heath again, and then the last one we'll do Dave versus Heath. Jamie and Dave have Winston 11th and 10th, and uh, Heath, you've got him 20th at Tennessee. Uh, go ahead, Heath. 
Uh, Titans are a really good defense. Jameis has turned the ball over a lot this year. I don't feel confident in him. Yeah, uh, they've allowed 20 more fantasy points to the last three guys that they faced. And shockingly enough, you know, for Jameis, you know, thinking about him in his career, he's come off a bye three times. And in each of those three games, he's averaging, I think it's like over 26 fantasy points per game. So he typically does well, I think, with extra prep. There's the one game that he didn't, the one season he didn't get a bye week when they had the Hurricane and the, the Dolphins-Bucks game was canceled. Uh, but, it, it, you know, it just seems to be that when he has time to prepare, same thing with Bruce Arians, um, also very good coming off of bye weeks. So I like the setup for him. I don't think he'll be as a disastrous turnover-prone guy as we saw. And it's funny, as bad as he was in that game, we remember watching this Heath uh, the, the morning of, of that game in London. He was the one touchdown away from a 20-point day. He, he still has that ability in a disastrous situation oh, for sure. to get you a 20-plus point performance. I will say, like, the Titans have given up 20 or more in two of their last three. They've given up 17 per game on the season, though. It's, it's a bad matchup. And the thing I worry about versus the Titans as opposed to in that game against Carolina is I don't know how many points the Titans put up. I don't know if he's in a situation where he's down three scores and gets to throw 50 passes. Yeah, but I, I also think the Titans' run defense is really good, and I also like the fact they're getting DeMar Dotson back. You know, that's going to help. That is right, huge. Right tackle back has uh, been big. Okay, that's your your out of time sound. Last one, Gardner Minshew. He's sixty one percent owned. Heath's got him number four, and Dave eighteenth, and Jamie's in the middle at ninth for Gardner Minshew. He is facing the Jets. I just talked about the Jets' pass defense. Uh, Dave, you are sitting Gardner Minshew. It's just it's it's a weird defense that the Jets have. They 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 don't have good talent in their secondary, and yet they've only allowed, what is it, six or eight touchdowns through the air this season. Minshew's completion percentage has actually dropped each week since week one. He's been below 50% each of the last two weeks. He'll have some time to throw this week because the Jets' pass rush isn't very good. But I just feel like when they get inside the red zone, it's going to be Leonard Fournette time. And you're going to see Gardner Minshew. He might have to, he might throw one. And the only way he gets you over 20 fantasy points is if he runs for another. I don't have a lot of confidence in him compared to other quarterbacks this week. I already gave my case for Gardner Minshew. He's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay, so uh, that we'll talk about that game a little bit later. By the way, Heath, I, I must apologize. You were right. It's 61, I think, yards per game for Hilton, not 51 yards per game. So that is my fault. Uh, SeatGeek, though, I've been telling you about SeatGeek, and I'm right about SeatGeek. It is the best place to get your tickets. So go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and use our promo code FFT and get 10 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Why SeatGeek? You're just going to find better deals there, okay? Because SeatGeek searches multiple sites and brings in tickets, and then it grades the tickets, gives every seat a grade based on value, and puts them on an interactive seat map. So you can look at the seating chart, and you get all these dots, and the red dots are the ones you want to avoid. Then the green dots are the good ones, and the big, dark green dots, those are the great values. Those are the tickets you want to buy. But it's just a simple process, right? I mean, instead of you going out and searching all these websites trying to find the best deals, SeatGeek does it for you brings all the tickets into one place, and you get your seats, you save some money, you use our promo code FFT, you save even more money. By the way, every purchase is fully guaranteed. So you can take it from me because I personally use SeatGeek every time I need tickets, sports, concerts, comedy, theater, whatever it is. Download the SeatGeek app, use the promo code FFT, save 10 bucks on your first purchase on SeatGeek. Again, that promo code is FFT. Well, we have a lot of injuries, and then we'll get to the games. James Conner expects to play. Uh, Deshaun Jackson probably not going to play, right? Right. And he'd be a sit anyway, I would imagine, at Buffalo. Emmanuel Sanders is expected to play. Would you start Emmanuel Sanders or Terry McLaurin? McLaurin. I'll take a chance on Sanders. Yeah, me too. A.J. Green, unlikely to play according to ESPN. So let's just hope 
out this week, bye next week. Let's hope he's back in week 10. Sterling Shepard, hoping to play, needs to clear the concussion protocol. At tight end, Chris Herndon was limited. He's got a chance. Delaney Walker missed practice. We're thinking it's Jonu Smith this week, right? Yep. Okay. He's got a great matchup. O.J. Howard has a hamstring injury. So, actually, if O.J. Howard were out, no. would Cameron oh, Braid no, be a, not OJ would Cameron Braid be a streamer against a, a good matchup at Tennessee? He's a streamer now. He's already a streamer. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd be a lot more of one, yes. Jared Cook is questionable, and obviously they have the best matchup. They have Arizona. Offensive line news, Carolina getting a little healthier. They could get Trey Turner back. San Francisco mm-hmm. could get Joe Staley back maybe next week more likely. New England again beat up on the offensive line. Right guard Shaq Mason has an ankle injury. Denver getting right tackle Juwan James back maybe this week. He has, he's been out since week one. Russell Okung, left tackle for the Chargers. He's going to play this week, but he will be limited at Chicago. Tampa Bay right tackle DeMar Dotson. As we mentioned, he is expected to play, and that should help the offense a little bit. And then defensively, uh, Cleveland could get their corners back. Miami getting healthier in the, sa- in the secondary. Buffalo linebacker Matt Milano has a hamstring injury, and that could really help Zach Ertz if Milano's out. C.J. Mosley's dealing with this groin injury. He re-aggravated. He's probably not going to play. Jacksonville's pretty beat up on defense, actually, as they get ready for the Jets. Their linebackers are depleted, and Marcel Darius, their best run stopper, he may not play. He probably won't play. He might need surgery for a core muscle injury. And Detroit's banged up, and New Orleans is banged up. Start, sit, or flex it best for some of the games that we won't get to until later in the show. Juju Smith-Schuster against Miami. Must start. Start, number two receiver. Any Miami player at Pittsburgh. It. Flex at best. Devontae Parker is a <laughs> flex at best. Uh, Carlos Hyde against Oakland. Flex. He's, I think, I think flex is best for him, especially in PPR. Flex at best. Kenny Stills against Oakland. Start. Uh, flex at best. Flex at best. Tyrell Williams at Houston. If why, he gets a full practice a in, I'll say yeah. flex at best. I mean, if he gets this, a full practice, I agree. I'll say flex at best. Okay. Gary and Conley revenge game. Pick six coming. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey at <laughs> or Buffalo. Or big touchdown for Tyrell Williams. Yeah, yeah, that coming. too. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey at Buffalo. Sit. Flex at best. Flex and PPR, sit and none. And how about DJ Chark against the Jets? Start. 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 All right. There's only been one wide receiver who's scored, I think, double digit. Or eight, eight or more fantasy points in non PPR with less than ten targets, and that's Philip Dorsett against the Jets. It's gonna be three after this week. <laughs> Ooh. All right, let's get to the games, man. Green Bay at Kansas City, previewing this game as if Patrick Mahomes is not going to play. Stat of the game number one: only one wide receiver has more than seventy-seven yards against the Chiefs in their last six games. That was Sutton last week. Only one wide receiver has caught a touchdown against the Chiefs in their last five games. That's Kenny Galladay. He caught two. And obviously, they're better at home than on the road. So, do you start any Packers wide receivers? Number three, guys. I'd rather not. Same. Okay. Which I, makes it weird that Aaron Rodgers is a top five yes, quarterback. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is, is top five. <laughs> you know why? Because he throws to his running backs. He throws to everybody at this point. He'll throw to anybody that's open and has hey, a it'd be big fun yellow hat. Adams plays. It would really be nice to see. Oh my gosh, please, Devontae Adams, get get back in there. 
But he, he didn't practice Wednesday as he expected to practice. Is it possible? I, yeah, I don't think he was. He was at practice on Wednesday. So that's a step in the right. They were uh, looking for some new shoes is what they said. Oh, all right. Trying to find some. They were trying on new shoes at practice. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Get, it was like get, equipment get well day soon. in Little League when you showed up and they had all the this new equipment for mm-hmm. you to try on. Yeah. See what size you're supposed sure. to get. Heath, I just want you to say this out loud for the record. And it's a fine take, to be honest. It's not like your Daniel Jones versus... Gardner Minshew take. Uh, would you rather start Aaron Jones or Gardner Minshew? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones Rogers, or Aaron Gardner Rogers. Minshew. I'm going to start Minshew over Aaron Jones. <laughs> okay, how about Aaron Rodgers In the now? super fly. What's that? Who are you starting between Aaron Rodgers and Gardner Minshew? I currently have Gardner Minshew ranked ahead of him. Yeah. So I would personally start Minshew over Rodgers if I had both of them. And my projections say the same thing on Sunday morning. Are you going hog wild on Minshew and Daly? Uh, I will have. I can't go hog wild because of Matthew Stafford. So I'll have a bunch of both of those guys. Okay. Those will be your two QBs. Do you like Stafford better than Minshew? Yes, he's three. Okay. What do we think about the Green Bay running backs this week against a team that gives up five yards per carry to running backs? Start them. You got to like them. I know that it could be a little bit of a headache because they play the hot hand, but both of them play a lot. You'll get at least 12 touches out of Jamal Williams. The rest will go to Aaron Jones. Would you rather start Jamal Williams or Odell Beckham? Jamal Williams. <laughs> I'll say Odell. Williams and non Odell and PPR. Okay. Yeah, Williams. Did you catch four passes last week? I believe he did. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, Jamal Williams or Derek Henry? Henry. Henry. Henry and non Williams and PPR. If you had to pick a Green Bay wide receiver to start, who would it be? Marquez Valdez-Scantling? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Beckham Hopefully or, not on a snap count. Anyway. Be- Beckham or MVS? Beck- Beckham. Beckham over two MVSs. Do you buy that? Do you buy that whole narrative that quarterbacks don't do well, wide receivers don't do well in Arrowhead? Because, because like last game in Arrowhead, Deshaun Watson had I think over thirty points. But he had two rushing touchdowns. He was the first quarterback in 11 games in Arrowhead to score more than 22 points. And his passer rating was like 77.5. Do you buy that it's going to be a struggle for the passing game? I don't think you do. But I'll ask. It will be a struggle comparatively to what he did last week, obviously. I don't think he's going to, you know, pick apart the Chiefs like he picked apart the Raiders. But, you know, I would say he's in the 25-point range. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about it. The Chiefs' defense isn't good, but that— Building is tough. Okay. Uh, I, I I don't think the toughness matters to Aaron Rodgers, who's been in every building in the NFL and has been playing for Well, no, but it so might matter years. to the I don't think it's receivers who haven't been in that. Like, they've not been in hardly anything. Yeah, they just need to concentrate on catching the ball. You I'm, can't stop Alan Lazard. I'm pumped. I'm very pumped for this game. And you guys, uh, you like Jimmy Graham this week, right? Yep. It's kind of by default, though. Eh. Because, right. As a perfect way to describe green, our green zone machine, green zone machine. Where's the green zone? I, you know what? I'm not going to tell you anymore. If you don't know, then it, okay. it's, a, I'm sorry. it's a problem. It, sorry I think that's I'm where sorry, the Incredible Hulk lives. Listeners that don't know either. I've only said it 17 times. Actually, it's it's it, Ben Gretsch uses green zone all the time. So uh, Yeah, and Ben didn't invent it. Lots no. of people talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's, 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 it? it's, it's a thing. It's The green zone is inside the 10-yard line, and Jimmy Graham has the second— has the fifth most green zone targets and the second most red zone targets. And look, look, the last two days, I just said lick, the last two games, he caught a touchdown and dropped a touchdown. So I think there's plenty of reason to like him. I have to choose between him and Hawkinson this week, and that's a tough call. 
Uh, I think I'm going to go Graham. Yeah. yeah, I think I would go Graham as well. Okay, Heath Hawkinson. I'm assuming. Yep. All right, Matt Moore. They're, bo- they're both dropping touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, Matt Moore. Uh, he's like 20th, I think, in the rankings. So not really that interested. Uh, is there any running back uh, to start for the Chiefs? I'd go with LaShawn McCoy. I would take him by as default. a number two running back. Uh, right. It's it's kind of by default. The Packers' run defense has allowed huge numbers to running backs pretty much each of the last six weeks, either 120 rush yards or a touchdown. And LaShawn McCoy plays the most out of the running backs that are there. I don't think he can get you 120. He might be able to score. He might be able to get you 10 in non-PPR. We'll be interesting with like a week-to-game plan for having Matt Moore as your quarterback if Andy Reid's actually going to try to run the ball double-digit times. Yeah. You would think. You'd hope. You and would think. A running back has scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR, 13 or more in PPR, six straight games against Green Bay. That's their weakness. Three of those running backs had 12 to 15 carries, which could be where LaShawn McCoy lands. Would you start LaShawn McCoy or Jamal Williams? I'll take McCoy. Jamal. I'll take McCoy in non-PPR, Jamal Williams in PPR. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun little... And I'm looking up LaShawn's price right now on FanDuel. I'm curious to you see how You won't find it because he plays on Sunday night. Oh, okay. That's true. All <laughs> right, so in the in the one matchup contest, he could be a decent MVP because a lot of people aren't going to look at him as the, the MVP candidate for that game. All right, you're starting Tyreek Hill, although Heath gave the case as Hill is kind of a low-end number two. Most people are going to start Travis Kelsey. I would wonder, like, do you have Darren Waller ahead of Kelsey? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Hooper ahead of Kelsey. Yes. Hooper's number one in PPR. Okay. Maybe Hunter Henry if you want to get away, but most people are going to start Travis Kelsey, and that's it. No, you're not going for Hardman or Watkins if he plays or anything like that. And uh, the DSTs. And I think Watkins got a good. full practice in yesterday. Yeah, it sounds like he's, he's back. Yep. Uh, he so, so I guess I should just ask then. Starter sit Sammy Watkins. Sit. Sit. Okay. Green Bay DST is 15th for Jamie, 13th for Dave, 14th for Heath. It's just outside. Did the we just 12. put the reverse whammy on Sammy Watkins? He's going to score. <laughs> <laughs> Tampa Bay is at Tennessee. You know, not the most exciting game, I guess, on paper. But I think for fantasy, this is a pretty interesting game. Uh, I agree. Wide receivers against Tennessee. They have not been very good. Beckham, Hilton, Julio, and Keenan Allen. They've all been between 43 and 71 yards. Beckham, Hilton, Julio, and Keenan Allen, and only one of them scored a touchdown. So only two wide receivers have double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. What do you think about Godwin and Evans this week? Did them both, they stink. (laughs) (laughs) Despite that stat, uh, you've got to go with them. You have to go with Godwin. He's just been playing so well, regardless of the matchup. And Mike Evans has upside to get you double digits regardless of format. So it's really hard to say, well, this Titans defense is so good that it's going to make them bad. We, The track record isn't there like it is against Carolina. And by the way, he did well, Evans did, in his last game against Carolina. I, I think there's just too much potential to leave on the bench. I don't feel near as confident in starting Evans as I do Godwin. Um, sure. I've kind of gone back and forth between him being a low-end number two and a high-end number two this week. I think There's no doubt there's like a 35-40% chance that he gives you three fantasy points. So is he for you, Heath, right there in the Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton range? He's been ba- he's ahead of them right now, but pro- like he does, yes. Okay. And Jameis, we already talked about. Dave and Jamie have Jameis right around 10th or 11th, and Heath says sit Jameis because of the matchup. He's got him 20th. He's really played like absolute garbage two games in a row because he had two interceptions called back on penalties, uh, luckily, against, against the, the Saints. Saints yeah. And then he threw five against the, uh, who do they play? 
in London? Panthers. They play Panthers. Carolina. So, yeah, I mean, all right. I don't know how much more we need to spend on Jameis. Would you start Ryan Tannehill or Jameis Winston? I would start Winston, but I loved what I saw from Ryan Tannehill. I would start Tannehill. Yeah, I would start. Winston, I can't blame you for it. I like both. I, I like both. I like Jameis better. I, I'm a little concerned that what we saw from Tannehill last week might not carry over this week if it were a tougher matchup, but it's such a good matchup, man. Tampa Bay's secondary is a mess. And Tannehill, here's an example of the difference between Tannehill and Mariota. To Corey Davis, this is according to Sports Info Solutions. One looks up, one looks down. 17 of the 27 targets that Davis had for Mariota were catchable. So 10 passes that he couldn't even catch no matter what. Last week, Six of seven passes were catchable from Tannehill. Tannehill was on the money to him, to A.J. Brown. He looked good. He The pocket collapsed on him. He didn't freak out. He played really, really well. It was it was kind of exciting, actually. To see yeah. an NFL offense in Tennessee, yeah. yeah and well, to uh, see a quarterback who was drafted with a high pedigree, who we all left for dead, look pretty darn good. And Corey Davis and A.J. Brown are still available. Corey Davis is 53% owned. A.J. Brown is 30% owned. The, t- uh, the Bucks allow the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. Seven wide receivers have had 82 or more yards. Ten wide receivers have had 70 or more yards against the Bucks. And in four of six games, uh, no, I'm sorry, in five of, of six games, five straight weeks, two wide receivers have scored eight or more fantasy points in non-PPR So against the Bucks. So it's just, in addition to coming off a good game, they have arguably the best matchup, one of the best matchups. And the passing game could be all right for Tennessee. Uh, I think we're pretty much done with the Bucks. Just let me ask you, where are you right now on Cameron Brait? And where would you be if O.J. Howard were out? Uh, round 15 right now with Howard playing. And he'd be top 12 if Howard's up. I don't know if I'd put him at top 12, but he'd be really close to there. I'm not that high on him now, but I'd have him top 15 if Howard's right. out. I'm on the same wavelength as you. He scored in two of his last three. I think he's going to score again. And even with Howard, you're saying? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. and you have you have Brayton ahead of Howard, I assume. I do, but they're both outside of my top fifteen. Okay, so Tannehill, not a bad streaming option. Are there any stud nope, quarterbacks? Not a bad DFS. Uh, option would you start either. him over Carson Wentz? Yep. Yes, okay. I would not. And I think we already touched on this a little bit, but do you you have do you have both Titans wide receivers ahead of Beckham? No. No, Davis, I, Davis. Yes, I, I might move. I think I am going to move Davis ahead of Beckham. It's okay. the matchup, the data that you just provided us, Adam, so nicely. And he looked like a first round receiver last week. It really it's a world of difference. He's, he's never going to be, I think, what, what he was drafted as. He's never going to be like a number one receiver in the sense of what NFL number one receivers are. But I mean, look, he, he's been plagued by bad offense and bad quarterback. And, and you know, hopefully Tannehill is the type of guy that just elevates his game. And, you know, maybe when they move on to find their next quarterback, that helps Corey Davis become a potentially great player. Yeah, I'm I'm not ready to say that he'll never be a number one guy. I just he doesn't have that pedigree. He's anytime he's gotten tough coverage this season, he's woke with. It. I, Let's see how he does with a good quarterback. I I would feel a lot better about Corey Davis if I knew for sure that he was going to be the number one on a weekly basis in comparison oh, to like Brown to AJ, AJ Brown. I mean, you look at their stats this season, they're almost exactly the same. Brown got more targets last week. I think we just don't know yet who the number one's going to be there. And so that kind of scrunches them together a little bit for me. Okay. Fair point. And Cameron Brait or Jonu Smith? Jonu. I have Smith right now. Jonu. All right, we got to talk about Derrick Henry here, guys, because he 
yeah, look, he's got one maybe the toughest matchup in in fantasy in football. We're two Bucks are number seven, one against the run. Two point seven yards per carry to running backs. They give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs, and they've done this while facing the Niners, uh, Christian McCaffrey twice, Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara. So yeah, but you're forgetting something, Adam. Though Derrick Henry in the passing game is unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> so are you hesitant to start Derrick Henry? In two tough matchups this year, he scored 13 fantasy points against Buffalo. He scored two fantasy points at Denver. Uh, so there's that. Uh, what, what do you think about Derrick Henry this week? Gotta fall in the end zone. That's all it comes down to with him every time. And if he does, he'll be fine. If he doesn't, then you're going to get a terrible day. I, I just wonder, like, schematically, if they changed anything on the bye week Tampa Bay. Because it's a terrible, awful plan to be really good against the run and terrible against the pass in today's NFL. You're going to give up 30 points a game like they are. But they if, but if if there's a team to be terrible against the pass against and and we're praising Ryan Tannehill and and these receivers. This is one of those teams because right. while Tannehill was good last week, his body of work suggests that but, uh, it's right. not consistent. And so I agree over the course of a it's a bad, bad plan. Game they have good defensive season. tackles. It's not like they're saying, "Hey, let's load right. up it's on not the like run." They, they have great have the tackles. defensive tackles. Right. Sure, uh, go back and play. Guys, I, I do want to apologize because we have to move to the other studio. We're out of time in the video studio, so let's wrap up on this game. Just give me your like your thoughts on on Derrick Henry real quick, particularly in PPR, and then just to get this out of the way, we're not starting a Bucks running back, right? I would try to stay away from the Bucks running backs. It's a bad matchup for them, and I'm starting Derrick Henry because he still has potential even in a tough matchup. In PPR, I'd start Royce Freeman, Chase Edmonds, and Jamal Williams over Derrick Henry. Nice, yeah. I could see Chase. Would you start the like ones, Kenny, Kenny Stills over him in PPR? No, no, no. Yes. Yes. Corey Davis or Derrick Henry? Yes. yes. Davis? In PPR, I'll take PPR. Davis. All right. You're, you're counting on touchdowns for all three of those guys. All right. We got six fun games left, including Denver and Indianapolis. That's coming up right after this quick break on Fantasy Football Today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back, folks. I forgot to ask a question earlier, so I'm going to ask it right now before we get to the rest of the games. So Josh Gordon is on IR, but there's talk that he could get released and then signed by another team. Should we drop or hold Josh Gordon? I have the hiccups, I would drop I have the hiccups by the way. I would sure drop him if you that. if you need the roster spot. Yeah, hold in deep leagues. Drop in normal leagues. Thank you. Denver and Indianapolis. Stat of the game. Drop Joe Flacco. What is this stat? This is, must be about Brissett. Okay. You guys are pretty high on Brissett. Top 12, right? Like right around 12th? Barely. Sure. Yeah, barely. I've, I've changed my tune on him a little bit. I'm a, a little concerned. In three of his last four games, Brissett has thrown the ball 37 or more times with good yardage. Those games were against Atlanta, Oakland, and Houston. 
when the Colts gave up 23 or more points in all three games. Denver has scored 16 points, more than 16 points, only twice in seven games. So, yeah, I think that kind of jumped out to me, like, what if he just doesn't have to throw? And uh, and Denver's defense has been pretty good. So let's start with the Colts. And start, I would like to see the Broncos trade Chris Harris today. Would be nice. Feel better about both Brissett and T.Y. Hilton. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, well, anyway, um, what do you think about Brissett? Like, make the case to start him. He's had one game without multiple touchdown passes this year. He's running this offense probably 85% as well as Andrew Luck would have if Luck were playing. He's doing great. I trust the coaches to put him into great plays. The offensive line is going to continue to protect him. The Broncos pass rush has gotten better over the last three weeks. And I, I think they, they, he'll just he'll find ways to make plays. It's what he's been doing all year. It's more than just T.Y. Hilton. They've gotten Pascal and Ebron involved. And I think the run defense for the Broncos has also improved over the last three weeks. And that could limit Marlon Mack a little bit. Not a lot. I, I think Brissett is still good for minimum 202. Okay. Well, Denver Denver hasn't faced a lot of great quarterbacks, but Rodgers, 15 points. Rivers, 4 points. Minshew had the best game with 20 points. So uh, would you start Cousins or Brissett? I, uh, Cousins. I have Brissett higher. I'm go- I think I currently have Brissett one spot ahead of Cousins. Uh, that's that's going to change before the day is over. Cousins will be ahead of Brissett. Kyler Murray at the Saints or Brissett? Brissett. I have Brissett two spots higher. That I go Kyler. I there are, all three of these guys are top twelve for me. I just have Brissett higher. You heard us debate T.Y. Uh, T. Hilton. Heat's got him around twentieth. Dave and Jamie top eight. And uh, Zach Pascal. Pascal. I've heard it so many different ways. Or maybe just two different ways, but that seems like a lot to me. Any interest in him? He's eleven percent owned. He's been good three of his last four games, and that's coincided with Brissett having to throw the ball more. I think he's a great stash candidate. I wouldn't want to start him this week, but we have seen secondary receivers do well against the Broncos. Not to big numbers, but you know, just because Chris Harris takes away number one guy. So I, I'd want to put him on my team if I have an open roster spot. Okay. Uh, just to further Heath's like point if you, on If Hilton. you don't have anybody available as a Josh Gordon owner, take a flyer on him. He's had seven targets, right, in three straight games? I think the game against the Chiefs he did not. He had one catch with... One catch for eight yards. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because they didn't throw the ball much. Uh, yeah, and, and about T.Y. Hilton, let's see, Devontae Adams, Allen Robinson, DJ Chark, and Keenan Allen all scored single digits in PPR against Denver. Chark should have had a better game. He had a touchdown call back. Marlon Mack, do you feel kind of the same way about Mack as you do about Derrick Henry? Yeah, I think that's fair. I like Mack more than Derrick Henry. Yeah, me too. Considerably. Okay. I've got Henry a couple spots ahead in non-PPR. So everybody's pretty much going to start Marlon Mack. Like, start him. Yeah. Uh, Top 15 good. runner. Good to know. And how about the Broncos? Thoughts on Lindsey? Uh, rank the running backs. Lindsey, Freeman, Mack. Mack, Lindsey, Freeman. Yep. Yes. Are you confident? But it's not to say that Freeman's bad. They're all top 20. Uh, For me. Top 24. They're all there. And Freeman and PPR has been... Stable. Yeah, he's better in PPR PPR than non-PPR. Yeah. It's hard to trust trust Freeman in PPR. And non-PPR, excuse me. Yeah, the uh, the Colts run defense is not very good. It was good last week, but 
they they can be beat. And Cortland Sutton has a good matchup, so start him. He's top 18 for everybody. He's top 10 for Heath. So Cortland Sutton we like. Colts allow the are their 22nd in fantasy points to wide receivers. Uh, are we starting a tight end in this game? I know, Dave, you mentioned Noah Fant could benefit from Sanders being traded. Are we starting a tight end? You can start Ebron, but he's he's in the same exact vein as Jimmy Graham, TJ Hawkinson. You're hoping he scores a touchdown. At least with Ebron, there's also a chance that he can give you 20 or 30 yards on top of the touchdown. So he, he and Jimmy Graham are very close in that regard. By default, he's a top 12 tight end for me. Oatmeal guy's and, here. And, and, I've, <laughs> and I think Noah Fant... Um, can also, I, I think he's a good stash candidate. If you uh, if you've been streaming tight ends and you want to carry two, you can make him your second one. And if you're desperate, you can start him because the Colts are what they've allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. Yeah, I think I think Eric Ebron's a top twelve tight end after all the bad things that Adam said about him in the past. Um, <laughs> we're we're definitely what? going to start him this week. <laughs> I don't think that was me. All right, cool. Uh, so would you start Ebron or? Uh, uh, Zach Ertz at Buffalo. Uh, Zach Ertz. I'll take Ertz. Ertz. Okay. I might have back-to-back, though. I've got Ertz 7 and Ebron 9. Cleveland at New England. Yeah, I got Ertz 8. I gave you a stat on Nick Chubb, 19 carries per game. That's more than the Patriots see per game. They see 18 per game. That's the fewest in the NFL. We'll see what happens. In two blowout losses, Nick Chubb has still had a pretty big workload. Uh, he had 17 carries in a 30-point loss to Tennessee. He had 16 carries in a 28-point loss at San Francisco. So Chubb is a little bit lower than usual. He's around 10 to 12, but he's still a start. Baker Mayfield is a sit. Odell Beckham, we have discussed a lot. He's he's still in your top 30, right, Beckham? He's like a number two-ish, three-ish. I've got him top 25. Yeah, uh, he's close to 30 for me. Nah, I've got him higher than the guys. I've got him in my top 24. Okay, I don't know that we need to discuss more. If you, if you missed the Beckham conversation, really right at the top of the show, like two minutes in, we, we compared him to some players. Uh, Did you see what Beckham said yesterday? No. He's, he kind of, it was a weird quote because he said, every time I see Bill Belichick, he tells me, I hope you had a good day because you're not going to have uh, a good day, rest day. <laughs> there, there was a video that came out of him doing the same thing to Ocho Cinco, too. Apparently, it, he, he says that to all of yeah, the yeah. But he said, <laughs> Beckham's getting criticized for a little bit because he says, every time I see him, he's only faced him one time, including the preseason. <laughs> oh, come on. Give him a little break. All right. A little, a little, uh, and last time that happened, Beckham caught an 87-yard touchdown in the first quarter, right? I don't know if it was in the first quarter, but he had over oh, 100 that yards in a touchdown. Mm, that was a good game. That was a great game. He had a better quarterback wow. then. <laughs> so anyone, uh, we're not going to start Jarvis Landry, right? Nope. No. 10 points in PPR. That's it. Ricky Seals-Jones? Ugh, no. Okay. No. No. I'd be surprised. And let's go to the Patriots. Starter sit Tom Brady. Of course you're starting Tom Start. Brady. Touchdown, Tom. Okay. Cleveland has allowed multiple touchdown passes in five of six games. Would you start Brady or Drew Brees if he plays? I'll take Brady over Breeze, but I think it'll be close between them. They will both be top 10. I'll take Brady. Okay, would you start Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Rodgers. Rodgers. Yeah, Brady is just behind Rodgers. He's top seven, so you're going to start Tom Brady this week. What do you think about the the Patriots running backs, Michelle and White? I mean, the Browns think against the run. So, you know, Michelle, what he'll do, he'll be great in the passing game. Maybe he'll score a touchdown. He has a hard time finding the end zone, though. You're talking about Sony Michelle? 
<laughs> I mean, look, Mich- Michelle's touched on her bust, but I think I he'll know. score. But you, and his, his, yeah. his workload's been very consistent. Yeah, he does. 15 or more carries. It's not in good, six games. but he's been consistent. Start White and PPR. Sit him in none. Who would you he's start? Been every week. Uh, would you start White or or, uh, or Michelle in PPR? White. I think White's safer. White is safer, but I mean, Michelle could score three touchdowns again. I just hope that Rex Burkett doesn't come back and make this even more of a mess. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about that on Friday or even on the mailbag if that does happen. Oh, please, we're not going to know if he comes back until Saturday, (laughs) the earliest. What do you think about... With Rex. What do you think about, obviously, Edelman's a start. Sanu or Dorsett, who do you prefer? And are either of these guys good starts? I like Dorsett, especially if the Brown secondary does not heal up. Although I guess it hasn't really made a humongous difference. They haven't been any particularly better or worse, I guess, without well, Denzel Ward or Reedy Williams those there. Yeah, they've been gone for a long time. It's like the worst hamstring injuries of all time. <laughs> they're back. I I don't mind Dorsett as said a they're back flex. or bad? <laughs> no, they should be really good. Uh, talk about pedigree. You, said, you say they're bad or no, they're back? No, back, back. I said back. They are back? They're, they practiced. Right. Okay. I don't know if that's enough for me to say that Dorsett is. They practiced not before their game two weeks ago, right? They've been practicing for yeah. weeks. All right. I'm sorry. I, I think they're expected back. I, okay. they might, and they I'm might sure be. They you know, the bye, they could have really had that extra week to heal up, and and now they're ready to go. Dorsett's the flex. Sanu is a PPR flex. Okay. Would you start uh, Philip Dorsett or Jamal Williams? Williams. I'll take Dorsett. Um, Williams. They'll Jet- probably catch the same amount of passes. Oh, uh, ben, who's a better flyer, Ben Watson or Ricky Seals Jones? Cleveland not good against tight ends, by the way. Watson. There's there's 17 other flyers I'd rather right. take than those two guys. They <laughs> Answer his question. He. This not, is why the show takes too long. No. Patriots DST is top four, not number one this week, but they're top four. Jets at Jaguars. Stat of the game number one. In four games without Jalen Ramsey, a wide receiver has had 89 or more yards every game against the Jaguars. That would be Emmanuel Sanders, DJ Moore, Michael Thomas, Alec, Alex Erickson. All of them had eight or more targets. Do you think a Jets wide receiver will get 89 or more yards this week? Demarius Thomas, the burner. I do not. I also do not. Okay. Stat of the game number two, Leonard Fournette has one touchdown this season, and he's facing a team that allows the most touchdowns per game to running backs. So there you go. Leonard Fournette. Sam Darnold, start or sit? I sit him. He's number one in Halloween. <laughs> I, look, they could easily bounce back from that. Easily. I think they will. I just don't think that Darnold's going to have huge numbers along the way. If I don't they, know if I'd use the word easily. If they were at home, I'd feel like there was some a possibility. See, Jamie, when I say easily you got to remember i put the word could in front of it so you basically can't be wrong if you say something like could easily but if i said they will easily that would be a problem but i protected myself by using very soft language there uh way to put your neck on the line adam Le'Veon bell i mean can you is there i'm gonna make you use the bleep button in a second would you start latavius murray over Le'Veon bell assuming Kamara's oh yeah out? if Kamara's out 100 yes. percent for sure. Do you like Le'Veon Bell this week? I mean, the rankings are somewhat mixed. Like, Dave's got him super high. Jamie's got him only super high in PPR. By the way, he's caught one pass in each of the last two games. And Heath's got yeah, him... He needs Luke Falk back. He's got him around 15th, Le'Veon Bell. I have him too high. He's he's top 10, but he wasn't where... He shouldn't be where I had him. Okay. You got him, like, top 5-ish, so... Yeah, we'll move him too down. high. I imagine Le'Veon Bell will be started in more than 90% of leagues, but... 
you know, who, I don't, why am I doing this? Okay, Latavius Murray, but Chase Edmonds, you wouldn't start over him, right? No. No. Um, Tough matchup for Edmonds, so that no. kind of lowers the ceiling a little bit. All righty. So, Jets wide receivers? No. Do you know how many 100-yard games Robbie Anderson has away from MetLife Stadium in his career? This is a great none. stat. No. He has none. He's never done it. And do you know how many touchdowns he has on grass in his career? No. He has two. What about Jameson Crowder? Where is he in the rankings? He's a low-end PPR flex. Okay. Hoping that he, his target. You guys are really us. spooked by the, the the performance against the Patriots, and pun intended. There, by the way. Um. Well, it's not just it's, that. it's not that hard of a matchup. Like the Jaguars give up almost five yards per carry. Their pass defense hasn't really been good against Jalen without Jalen Ramsey. Like, there's no reason why a good offense wouldn't be good in but this game. They've been one of the worst offenses in the league. Little right. skewed. I mean, they've had Darnold for three games, and in two of those games, they faced two of the best defenses in the NFL. You know, the ghoul of it all is to find the end zone. I'd like to see them have the spirit back that they that we saw earlier this season. I am loving this. This is really wonderful. If he, I, I think it's so on that fire, you've got to look at that offensive line. Like a whole week of this? <laughs> okay, if Chris Herndon plays, would you start Chris Herndon? No. No. You should bury him. <laughs> all right, so what do you think about... Charknado and D.D. Westbrook this week. Start him. D.D.'s much easier to start in PPR than non-PPR. Brian Poole is actually going to be the guy that he goes up against, and he's a top-five cornerback, according to Pro Football Focus. He's been playing great. He I would holds, be a little bit... Well. What's up? He holds very well. I'd be a little nervous about Westbrook in non-PPR. Otherwise, all systems go for the Jaguars pass catchers. How How is Poole not guarding Chark? Like, that is just... Too- because he just plays in the slot. But Dave, it's a it's a shark pool. It's like a water pud. Come on, I guess I'm not as good at this. Sorry, I only, I only stick pool, to as ghost. long as there's a pool at the stadium too. There are. There I only is. stick to Jets Darnold ghost jokes. Uh, you heard our Gardner Minshew debate. Heath has Gardner Minshew top five, and Dave has him 18th, and Jamie has him ninth, and he is 61 percent owned. Jacksonville DST is fourth for Jamie. How is he not owned more? Yeah, I don't know. I'd I'd pick him up. 14th for uh, for Dave and Heath. I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Gardner Minshew has faced the Broncos and... Oh, was it, oh, the heck did he... He had the best game of any quarterback that faced two of the tougher opponents. I think Carolina. Carolina and Denver. Yeah, he had the best game of any quarterback all season that has faced He's those He's basically teams. the best quarterback of all season. Pretty much. I like that stat about the completion percentage, though, going down. His means- mustache is fantastic, and Adam's going to be wearing it in about three months. going to be gross. Dude, Phil- really? Philadelphia Buffalo... <laughs> Philadelphia Buffalo. Uh, I'm not getting. Let's just let's just get moving here. Start them, sit them. What's the deal? What? <laughs> Start them all, sit them all. I mean, what are you talking about? Start them all, sit them all. For what team? Philadelphia and Buffalo. It's not start them all for Buffalo, but it might be sit them all for Philadelphia. I mean, you're starting Ertz because he's so good when things are right. But no, Ertz, right? It's a tough matchup, and things have not been right. I'm I'm a little like I think I'm the low guy on Josh Allen. This is a tough matchup. Philadelphia has one of the best run defenses in the league. <laughs> it's not a bad point. Uh, he doesn't run for that much. He runs for 20, 30 yards a game. Right. It's going to be easy passing for him. Well, I think John Brown has another passing big game. For him. He still has to throw the ball to the guy that's on his team. Yeah, I think he can do that. <laughs> he did that well enough last week. Yeah, I, I think he can keep it up. 
it's bad for Frank Gore. Devin Singletary, I wouldn't want to trust them oh, if no. they didn't have no, to. No. I think Singletary actually could be sneaky here if they throw him the ball because Philly allows a lot of passes to their running backs, to opposing running backs. I'm sorry. So I, I definitely simplified it way too much. Frank Gore against a brutal matchup, no. And Josh Allen is 16th for Heath, and he's like 6th for Dave and Jamie. So again, Heath Island today. I, I will say John Brown and Zach Ertz are the only two guys that I really feel good about starting. Okay. Yeah, I... I I love Josh Allen this week. I think he's going to have another big game. And Same. John Brown, I think that's going to have another big game. And I think Cole Beasley is worth starting as a number three receiver in PPR. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of their 18 tight ends in Buffalo score a touchdown. Okay. Who would you start Carson Wentz over? Like, how desperate do you have to be to start Wentz? You'd have to have, um, you'd have more. To be... How about, I'm sorry, how about, uh, how about Teddy Bridgewater? How about. Mason Rudolph. I agree. Like if Teddy plays, I'd start him over Wentz. I'd start Tannehill. I'd start Mason Rudolph. Philip Rivers on the road at Chicago. I would start ahead of Carson Wentz. If he doesn't have Jason Peters, he's not the same quarterback. But does it even change that much if Jason Peters plays? Um, No, but it certainly helps him. Would he even crack your top 12? No, no, no. no. Buffalo's great. Right. Buffalo's DST is top 10 this week. And... Let's go to Oakland at Houston. This might be our last game. We still have Steelers-Dolphins, which probably won't take more than a minute. Oakland at Houston. So since allowing 7.5 yards per carry to Alvin Kamara in week one, Houston has allowed 3.46 yards per carry to running backs in their last six games. I know we're getting away from Derek Carr. I know we're starting Darren Waller. He's he's way up near the top of the rankings. Uh, Tyrell Williams could be interesting. We'll talk about him. But Josh Jacobs with a shoulder injury, with potentially a tough matchup. I think he's had three straight games with like 20 carries, though. How do you feel about Josh Jacobs? Oh, no, 17 or more carries in three straight games. How do you feel about Josh Jacobs? Must start. If he plays, you're starting him. Yep. Love the fact that he's had a little more involvement. Eight catches over the last three games. Mm-hmm. Um, you start him. Did he get hurt in the Green Bay game? Because he did not have a touch yes. on any of their he, last He three left drives. the game and came back. Okay. First half. And Tyrell Williams. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this earlier, but this is a great matchup. Houston allows the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Williams has scored a touchdown in every game he's played. He's 80% owned, by the way. So I, what do you think? The key for me is I want to see a, a full practice. All week, right? Not all week. I mean, if he well, has a... He's already part- past the point of all week. Yeah, he had a partial practice yesterday. He could have a partial practice today, but I, I'd like to see one practice where they're not keeping him from doing anything because this is not the type of injury that you want to go try to play on, I don't mm-hmm. think. We need to see the... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't start him if he plays. I just think there's risk of injury, and it's not like he was getting a ton of targets, even though he was scoring touchdowns. If John Gruden gives his... voices his approval of about how he looks before the game, I'm talking like on Friday, then I'll feel better about starting him. So would you start like Royce Freeman or Jamal Williams over Tyrell Williams? Oh, yes. Yep. As of now, Sure. And I, I wouldn't, if I'm debating Tyrell Williams with whoever in the Thursday game, I'll take the whoever. Because okay. we just don't know if he's going to I think if, like, if he practices fully on Friday, then he's right in that Philip Dorsett, Kenny Stills group for me. He's of played, guys that could have big games, but probably aren't going to get a lot of targets. Well, he's played four games. He's had seven targets in three of them. So that, I know that's not a ton. Oh, but Yeah, probably ahead of those guys. Yeah, so that's, that's not that bad. It's, seven, you get seven targets uh, against... Against uh, the Texans, you're probably going to do all right. Deshaun yes. Watson's a must start. Any interest in Carlos Hyde? I think you said no on that one. Flex. I'd rather not. Yeah, actually, Oakland's run defense pretty good. 3.88 yards per carry. 
And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. No Duke Johnson. All right, DeAndre Hopkins, yes. Kenny Stills. Yes. Okay. I like him. I think he's the number two wide receiver. Caught two deep balls last week. Instant replacement for Will Fuller. The Raiders rank 31st in pass defense. They've given up the most 20-plus yard receptions, and they are tied for third most 40-plus yard receptions. And they're starting Trayvon Mullen after they traded Garyon Conley to the Texans. I do kind of have a feeling this could turn into like the best DeAndre Hopkins game of the season. Yeah, like the, it also could the, be a Darren Fells the, game. They're bad against tight ends, you know. So I, I think the thing with Kenny Stills is, will he be above five targets? And if he's not above five targets, will he do what Will Fuller does when things go right, where he'll catch one big play, or will he do what Will Fuller does when things go wrong, where he'll either get overthrown or drop uh, a big play? So he is uh, he has a chance to be one of the best fantasy receivers this week, and he has a chance to be a total bomb. So I think he is a borderline number two receiver this week. Do you take a safe bet like James White? Over Kenny Stills? I do. Yes. I'll take Stills. Would you start David Montgomery over Kenny Stills? It'd have to be PPR, obviously. I would easily start Stills over Montgomery. I think I'd start Montgomery over Stills. In PPR, I would take the chance on Stills. In non-PPR, I think Montgomery will be better. Deshaun Watson, Stills, that's a bet. Yeah. Oh, Darren Fells. Yeah, we should talk about Darren Fells. Uh, he's about 15th. He's yep. not bad. And Brait, if, if Howard's out, would you start Brait over Fells? Probably. I think I would. I am back-to-back now, so. Okay, makes sense. Dave's the only one with the Texans defense in his top 10. He's got him eighth. Jamie and Heath have have the Texans 16th and 18th. If Jacobs is out, then the Texans DST is a must play. Jacobs is really good, by the way. (laughs) Man, he was impressive against the Packers. Miami at Pittsburgh, our final game. We already talked about Juju Smith-Schuster, but where where do you have Juju ranked this week? Top 20. Right around 15. Great. I'm in that range, yeah. James Conner's top five. How, you, Mason Rudolph, you think he gets 20 fantasy points, six points for passing touchdown leagues? I do. I think he can get you 20. I don't know if he can get you 21. <laughs> Meaning that he, I, I don't think they're going to have him throw all over the place. I think he'll do a minimum job. He'll connect on one touchdown pass for more than 10 yards, and maybe he'll luck into another one. Go back to two games ago in the Dolphins game log and see Case Keenum. That was 19 points? 19 points. Mason Rudolph, Jamie has these three waiver wire guys ranked this way. Tannehill, Bridgewater, Rudolph. How would you guys rank them, Dave and Heath? Tannehill, Bridgewater, Rudolph. I've got Bridgewater, Tannehill, Rudolph. Rudolph, Bridgewater, Tannehill. What do you think about anyone else in this game? Uh, Vance McDonald, Deontay Johnson. They're desperation plays. I kind of like Deontay Johnson a little bit as a... uh, Borderline flex. I get that because the Dolphins just can't do anything right on defense. We'll see if they play Xavier Howard again. I would assume Howard would just follow Juju around, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he does, yeah, if he plays, but I don't think that's a bad thing for Juju. Do you I, don't, I think Howard saves suicide, right? Um, does he follow guys? Especially I don't know what in they've the done slot? in Flores' defense. I mean, he played like three um, games this year. Yeah, it hasn't really mattered. Um, <laughs> I think if you're stuck, Benny Snell could be useful. Yep. And I think like you'd start you'd start John Brown over Juju because I don't want to overrate Juju too much here. I mean, yeah, John I Brown, agree. Yeah, John Brown for sure. Yeah, would you start? Hmm, so like a trendy wide receiver right now. Would you start Corey Davis over Juju? No, no. I'm start, not there. I wouldn't start Kenny Stills over me. I'm no. not there yet. I wouldn't start Stills either. But they're both top twenty. Okay, Corey Davis is top twenty-four. 
Any faith in a dolphin this week? Snowflake? No. Flipper. <laughs> I already said um, Snowflake. I, I, no, no faith, but they are fine boomer bust flex options. One of them could score a touchdown. Parker's yeah. done it three straight weeks, so it's possible. So it could Williams be a is due, is what you're saying. What do you mean? Parker's done it three straight weeks. It's so funny that as Williams the turned. Dolphins have oh, sure. bottomed out, Devontae Parker has starred. Yeah, I guess so. And he scored against Buffalo. So Pittsburgh's been very good against wide receivers in their last four games. Well, it's a revenge game. Make of his batch was going to pick six. Oh, there you go. That's it for our show. Thank you, everybody. What that about uh, that guy? Home games. Which guy? That one. Oh, God, what a sound. We, uh, we will get you the six NFC home games tomorrow and recap. Oh, really? Really? Redskins, Vikings? Terrible. Just awful. We'll recap we the game. Just do that right now if you want. <laughs> Super revenge wow. game. Kirk Cousins, great job. Dalvin Cook, great job. Stephon Diggs, great job. Wow, BC Johnson managed to score. Are we still? Are we still? There's rolling? so many, so many revenge games this week. Wow. Okay. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye. Na 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 na. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.